It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 1st, 2021. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, I want to talk a little bit about rotation philosophy, uh, what the Magic are trying to do, and what the Magic's ultimate rotation is going to be. Um, as now they've inter- as now these new players begin to get integrated, get comfortable with the team. What does this team actually going to look like? What is the sort of the bigger picture here for the Orlando Magic? At least at least for the rest of this season, uh, on who should play and, and and yes, what gives the Magic the best chance to win? Because that is still ostensibly the goal. We'll get to all that. Plus, talk a little bit about the Magic's game against New Orleans Pelicans coming up on Thursday here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of guarantee detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans? Check out our friends at Locked On Pelicans. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action. That's Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Follow me there at P. Rossman Reich to get notified when the room opens up this Friday at 3.30 p.m. Let's just get this part out of the way uh, as we begin this this hopefully brief discussion. Steve Clifford does not change his rotations lightly. We know this. It's probably one of the bigger criticisms that everyone's had of Steve Clifford throughout his head coaching tenure is that he's sometimes a little bit slow to respond to hot streaks or to what's going on on the floor or to what's working and what's not working. As, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about Steve Clifford's strengths and weaknesses here on the pod. Um, I'm sure we've danced around them. Um, But no doubt, Steve Clifford is a foundation-building coach. And one thing that foundation-building coaches, and again, this is a team now that is stripped to its bones, to its just pilings, uh, if we're going to use that construction metaphor— there is not even a building to be built right now. Um, you know, there's, if there's anything, you're just kind of clearing away the rubble so you can see what the foundation really is now. Um, when you're when you're a team that's building and trying to learn how to win, consistency really matters. It's why Steve Clifford hammers home that he doesn't want to play Chuma Okiki at the three or R.J. Hampton at the one. Um, it, it's why I've you know I, I agree with that to some extent that inconsistency really hurts development. Um, when young players know exactly what to expect, who they're going to play with, where their shots are going to come from, 
they have a chance to grow within those roles. And so then the question becomes, do you trust the coach to define roles well for those players, to slowly expand them, to create a path for them to get better? Um, there's a lot of argue, There's a lot of debate on whether Steve Clifford's good for young players. Um, I think very clearly he is. Look at how Chuma Okiki has grown this year. Look at the progress Cole Anthony was making this year. Look at the progress Jonathan Isaac made. Look at the progress Nikola Vucevic made, even though he's not a you know typical young player when when um, Clifford arrived. Um, and then you know yeah, even Mo Bamba with how little he's played. Look at the way that he's improved and, and taken some steps forward. So again. Um, you could argue maybe with the philosophy, but this is this is the coach the Magic have. And so I've argued kind of along those lines. I've taken that as a framework to say, look, that's why I think it's good to have Chimo Kiki in some lineups where there are other creators. I don't want him creating. I want him to focus on a role and build a foundation, build a comfort in that role so he can grow from there. And again, how quickly he grows from there, how much more responsibility you give him, that's a debate that coaches have to have. And yes, I agree that Clifford can sometimes be a bit slow to graduate players to that next step. I think that is a perfectly fair criticism of Steve Clifford. But these are the parameters under which the Magic are operating. Steve Clifford does not just change his rotation. He has an idea, and if he thinks it's an idea that's going to work, he's going to give it every chance to work. This has led to some odd pairings for sure. Ken Burch playing power forward is because Steve Clifford is trying to get his five best players on the floor and he thinks it can work. The stats don't really back that up, but not everything needs to be based in statistics, I suppose. But this is an entirely different problem for Steve Clifford right now. Um, obviously, Steve Clifford's a little bit out of his comfort zone. Um, the team is bringing in new players and there's no practice time, no training camp, no, no real way to get a good look at them other than in games. And so Clifford, who is not comfortable running 10-man rotations, has expanded to an 11-man rotation. Everyone is getting their chance, and he is getting a feel for all the players that he has. For sure, he has leaned a little bit heavier on his veterans. Otto Porter has played a lot more than some of these other players. But for now, Clifford puts out a starting lineup of players that he's used used to and comfortable with, and then is learning these new players and how best to use them. I think that's fair. Certainly the position the Magic are in, it's they're not necessarily losing anything for it. Um, although, if their goal is to win, then maybe they are. Um, it, it, and it's a slow build. It's a slow development. It's a slow process. Fair or unfair, that's how it is. And the Magic have had at least moderate success I don't know if we could call it success, but they're 1-1 one one since everyone joined. They had a chance to win both games on the road in Los Angeles uh, against the Lakers and then winning against the Clippers. Um, I, I don't see Clifford necessarily making drastic changes. But it's clear the lineups that the Magic are putting out right now are not the final lineups the Magic should be playing. Um, it, it, it's very clear that this isn't the rotation that's going to ultimately finish this season when everyone's healthy for sure. And certainly even now, honestly, to finish this road trip. It's clear that some players are ready for bigger responsibilities and that Clifford has indeed trusted them with bigger responsibilities. And so the question that I want to ask here, the question that I want to kind of ponder and sort through is, what is the Magic's depth chart? Who plays where? And how can the Magic still get a measure of success? These are all the big questions 
the Magic have facing themselves as they get to this next part of the schedule. We're going to go into what that depth chart should look like, what it could look like, and the adjustments that Steve Clifford has to make very, very soon. As the Magic now are getting some experience, and honestly, those new players, RJ Hampton, Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, they've all proven worthy of Steve Clifford's trust, and so maybe it's time to start making things look a little more normal. But before we get to that, I'm excited to tell you about a new podcast I think you're really going to love called Death at the Wing. It's a sports documentary podcast hosted by Adam McKay, the writer and director of the big short Vice and everyone's favorite movie, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. 1980s basketball saw players like Magic Johnson and Dr. J become household names, bringing a faster and flashier style of play that captivated TV audiences. But along the way to wealth and stardom, the excess of the 80s took its toll on the next generation of basketball, and never in the history of any sport have we seen so many who are ready to become stars face tragic deaths in such a short time frame. McKay is joined by sports journalists and experts who lived through these moments in history to explore the overlooked phenomenon and web of social, political, and cultural forces at play. This is a time when, very much so, yes, as evidenced by the Magic Bird rivalry, race still played a major factor in how people viewed the league, uh, and certainly the drug epidemic of the 80s, um, both not just the Len Bias, but several players um, falling victim to drugs, um, was, was a big part of big part of the league and the narrative and the image that the league had to share, had to shed to sell a black basketball league to a white corporate audience. If you love The Last Dance or the 30 for 30 documentaries, you're going to love Death at the Wing. I'm actually going to add it to my podcast list right now, which is way too full anyway. Search for Death at the Wing wherever you get your podcast to start listening today. Sounds like an exciting project. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So like we said, there's some competing goals and some competing interests as the Magic try to figure out what comes next and how to build a rotation, how to build a a playing group that makes sense for the team and, and, and its goals for the rest of the season. That's just the fact of the matter. The Orlando Magic are trying to still, I think, work on two fronts. Yes, perhaps the Magic understand that they're not going to make the playoffs and that 
Uh, player development and, and, and player development is always important, but getting young guys some experience is really important. Um, the way Clifford has constructed his rotation to this point, he has essentially split the minutes at center between Ken Birch, Wendell Carter, and Mo Bamba uh, completely evenly. Um, I don't think that will continue, but for now, that seems to be what what how he's developed things, and it doesn't seem likely that Mo is going to be relegated to the bench again. Um, it just doesn't seem like that's going to be something that makes sense. And frankly, he's played well enough that maybe he should get a little bit of a longer look and a little bit of a longer leash as well. Um, maybe that's where the Magic are at, is they will continue to give him a little bit more of a leash now that perhaps some of the team's goals has changed. At the same time, though, the Magic are not giving up on winning. Um, the Magic still want to put out a roster and a lineup that's going to help them win. And the fact of the matter is, the lineup the Magic have been putting out right now is not one that is conducive to winning. The Magic starting lineup full of holdovers, Michael Carter-Williams, Dwayne Bacon, James Ennis, uh, Chuma Okiki, and Ken Birch, is playing terribly. According to NBA.com stats, in 18 minutes on the floor together in the last two games, that lineup, again, Michael Carter-Williams, Dwayne Bacon, James Ennis, Chuma Okiki, Ken Birch, he has a minus 29.9 net rating. They've Remember, they fell down 12 nothing to the Clippers early in Wednesday's game. They struggled at the start of the game against the Lakers. The fact of the matter is, that lineup is not designed to win. It's not designed to succeed. And that's why I don't think that starting lineup is going to last much longer. In fact, I expect a lineup change as early as Thursday. There's no reason for the Magic to put out a lineup that is that devoid of shooting, uh, and that simply isn't designed to compete. Frankly, that's not designed to compete. To me, the best starting lineup for the Atlanta Magic is this, uh, with the players that are currently available. So we'll, take, we'll keep Cole Anthony and Gary Harris out for now. It's Michael Carter-Williams, probably Dwayne Bacon, Otto Porter, Chuma Okiki, and Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter gives the Magic the best defensive front, uh, best defensive start, and he could play a little bit offensively. We're still developing and seeing what his offensive game can be. Um, Otto Porter gives the Magic a, a secondary driver and score. Um, Dwayne Bacon has obviously been a, a big score and creator for the Magic as well. Someone just just forces his way into the paint. Uh, and Michael Carter Williams, obviously, just the best point guard option available. And Chumo Kiki, right now, probably the best player on the team um, that no one's really talking to, that no one outside of Magic fans are really talking about. To me, that lineup has a balance of young guys that need to play and, yeah, gives the team the best chance to win. But how you construct rotation beyond that is the tricky part. You are going to have to play Wendell Carter or Ken Birch at power forward a little bit. You're going to have to play Otto Porter at power forward a little bit. Terrence Ross still gets his bench roll, but you want RJ Hampton in a lineup with someone like Michael Carter-Williams or with Terrence Ross, someone that can relieve some of the pressure and attention off of him as a ball handler. Um, and again, you're not playing him at point guard anyway, but you don't want him. Um, you want him to be in lineups with some veterans. You want him to be in a lineup with Otto Porter, like he is right now. Maybe even with Kem Birch, um, a little bit more than perhaps he is uh, right now. This balance is really tricky, uh, and it's going to get trickier as the Magic do get healthier. The Magic are expected to get Cole Anthony back shortly after the team returns from the West Coast trip, so sometime next week. Uh, and Gary Harris is probably about a week behind him. And the Magic said, the Magic said, or Steve Clifford said on Tuesday, he's hopeful that Gary Harris is 10 to 14 days away. 
um, that, 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 that he's hopeful that they'll get, them, get him back within the next two weeks. And again, we'll see exactly what that does. To me, that puts Gary Harris in the starting lineup at shooting guard. Um, that gets Cole Anthony in the starting lineup at point guard. And again, maybe sets the lineups a little bit better off for the, this Magic team overall. That's not to say that these are what the rotations will be or that this is who who the Magic are and how they will play. Um, that's not to say that at all, but what the Magic have to do is they have to begin fully integrating these players. Um, that's the bottom line. Is Right now, they've kind of got two bundles. Um, they've got the bundle of players who remain from before the trades and these new guys. And they're largely playing in separate and distinct groups. Like I said, Steve Clifford is big on consistency. Uh, So he wants to find playing groups that he thinks can work and give them the chance to work. Give them a a week, two weeks, to figure out if they can play together. He's experimented with it some with the rotation that he has now, but the rotation he has now is not sustainable. That starting lineup cannot play together. He's going to have to fully meld and integrate these new players. Clifford... I think you can criticize his philosophy plenty, has not done that to this point. At this point, he's decided to ease them in and be very, very careful with how they integrate. But then again, you look at how the Magic finish these games. The Magic's finishing lineup has been very strong. Michael Carter-Williams, um, typically uh, Dwayne Bacon or Terrence Ross, Otto Porter, Chuma Okiki, and Wendell Carter. That's been a good group. And if that's the group the Magic want to finish finish games with, that's honestly the group the Magic should start games with. That is their best group. The Magic's best chance, the Magic's best lineups, the Magic's best chance for growth involves melding these two play these two groups together. The Magic need these guys, the newcomers, to be part of the team fully. That has to happen. And so the Magic are still working out their rotation, are still working out their playing groups, are still working out the way they want to be. But now we're at the point where the Magic need to implement it and begin really figuring out what the rotation and what the lineups are going to look like. We'll talk about the Magic's game coming up against the New Orleans Pelicans here coming up in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA... The NCAA tournament and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar and the amazing on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. In today's matchup, I believe we're on to the uh, other semifinal in the Built Bar Madness tournament. We're coming to a close here. Um, today's matchup going to be, I'm trying to find the actual matchup here, the actual bracket here, but I've lost it. Um, the previous matchup was Cookies and Cream versus Cookie Dough Chunk. Very, very good. Very, both very, very good. I've had the Cookies and Cream. It's probably my favorite flavor that I've had to, to this point. 
Um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either, either choice. But if you want to vote on this matchup, go to BuiltBar.com or to Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Remember, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Your London Magic continuing their road trip there in New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Pelicans tip-off at 8 o'clock on Bally Sports Sun. Um, at the new network, obviously, a uh, different different uh, t- channel as well as uh, uh, just a special time for the for the new channel. Um, going to be an interesting game for the Orlando Magic. It is still unclear whether Zion Williamson will play. He was listed as questionable. Um, that obviously would change a lot. The Magic don't really have a guy that can match up with Zion Williamson. And if I were the Magic and Zion Williamson is going to be in the lineup, I would change my strategy a little bit. I'd move Chuma Okiki to the three. I know Steve Clifford doesn't want to do that, but I don't think it helps Chuma Okiki to, to be defending a guy like Zion at the moment. And, and I do think the Magic want to at least give themselves a bit of the appearance of trying to win. The Pelicans, though, aren't just Zion Williamson as good and important as he is. Um, they are not just about their big man. Um, they are a tough team under Steve Van Gundy, who has kind of found a little bit of their their identity right now as they try to make a little bit of a playoff push. Um, obviously, Brandon Ingram is a great scorer for that team uh, and someone that you know was an all-star last year but is still playing at a high level. Um, you know, you got you have you have him obviously as a potentially strong player. Um, but this is a team that's still more offense than defense. They give up 115.5 points per 100 possessions. That is the third worst in the league. Um, but they score 115.9, one of the better offenses in the league. They're currently seventh in the league in offensive rating. So Orlando's defense is going to be put to the test. This team that um, played really strong defensively over the last two games, their defense will be put to the test whether that's their identity. And I think that's, again, again, we, you don't want to ignore the other team, but I think with something Steve Clifford said the other day still rings true. At this point, the Magic need to be focused on themselves, who they are and how they... Um, who they are, how they kind of take that next step or take um, their place uh, in the league. They need to be focused on themselves. And if they do that, they will put themselves in a position where they will win or put themselves in, in a good position. Um, you know, again, it's just it, there's just so many new players, so many new, new parts. Worrying about yourself, you know, and, and worrying about yourself maybe within the context of the other team, but focusing on what you do really is kind of the right path forward, I think. Um, we've seen from the last two games how the Magic play. They are pretty strong defensively. Um, I think there's an opportunity to create turnovers and use that to generate offense. I think that's a real central part of who this team can be, um, and something that I think the Magic are gonna ha- can build on and, and, and an identity that they can cement for this group. Um, I, I think this will be a good test for the Magic's defense. I'm see if the Magic can come with some energy. See if the Magic can build off of the win the other night. And again, we'll see if they begin integrating those two those two lineups and those two groupings and start kind of settling in on a final and full rotation. The Orlando Magic take on the New Orleans Pelicans Thursday at 8 o'clock. We'll have a complete recap of that game coming up on Locked on Magic on Friday night. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast 
on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Me, and of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Boston Wright. See you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.